Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, where your host is always broadcasting live from just north of Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. It is a beautiful day here, and I'm really enjoying lots of reports from our listeners and certainly our coaching members about their pre-Thanksgiving holiday pop buys and the month of gratitude and all of the good work they're doing there. So it's a beautiful day to be out there doing that no matter where you are. You know, I just spoke, I just just now hung up with one of our premier coaching members. She lives in Sitka, Alaska, which is an island. Her entire MLS is only 30 homes at any given time. It's only 8,000 people that live there and only part-time because most of them are off fishing. So she's in an interesting market. And she was very positive and optimistic in doing her work and getting her pre-listing package done and all that fun stuff. So I think if you can do it in Sitka, Alaska, really nobody else has much excuse to have. <laughs> so that was fun. So we just put an article on, and thank you, Mr. Uh, show producer, for making sure our writing staff got this up in time for the podcast. Uh, so this was a really great article. And, Julie, I didn't, I didn't even tell you about this yet. So Bill Gates is going to buy – it, or he has purchased 25,000 acres of land in far west valley of Arizona, and it talks about price, in a, an area called Belmont, Arizona. And here's the cool mm-hmm. thing. Get this. The development plans, uh, development plans for Belmont, uh, 80,000 homes, 3,800 uh, 3, acres of open space, who are, you know, and all these other details. But here's what mm-hmm. he's doing. Basically, he's going to – let me find a good um, – okay, he's building – basically, this is going to be a high-tech – uh, city. It's going to be a test market where you're going to have basically uh, Belmont could create a forward-thinking community for with communication infrastructure, a spine with embraced cutting-edge technology designed for around high-speed networks, data centers, new manufacturing technologies, distribution models, autonomous vehicles, autonomous logistic hubs, huh. envisioning future infrastructure wow. from uh, scratch. For blah, 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 blah. You guys get the idea. So it's going to be like something out of some Martian uh, parallel universe. Yeah. But if you live anywhere in Arizona near that area, you need to pay attention because there's going to be a massive opportunity. Uh, it sounds to me, I haven't looked at a map, it does not sound to me like it's that convenient to Scottsdale or any place else. So I have to think that they are planning on not only building all the resi, but they're going to be building a, there's going to be a lot of uh, companies and whatnot that move in. So I'm guessing it's probably going to be some Bill Gates investment mm-hmm. co- uh, through his investment arm. So sure look thing. into that. That's exciting. I mean, that's kind of fun to hear about those types of things. Real estate-wise, there's a lot of stories that you guys make sure you're reading every day. Some of you just uh, listen to our podcast, which is great, but make sure you hop over to our main website, uh, timandjulieharris.com. Our writing staff does uh, work tirelessly to put up the latest breaking news, a lot of information on the Trump tax plans, a lot of information on the effects that will have on real estate markets. It's kind of interesting, Julie. Um, you know, I talk about Rob occasionally on our show in Greenwich, Connecticut. He is actually in an, an interesting market, and this is kind of for those of you who, who sell really high-end real estate like Rob does. His market, Julie, get this, it's kind of convoluted, but follow me here. He is expecting, and pretty much everyone's expecting, there to be an exodus out of New York City to areas like Greenwich, Connecticut, because what happens is that under the new uh, tax bill, assuming it passes, 
people will not be able to deduct the uh, the federal tax they paid on their state. I'm sorry, the state tax they uh, paid on their federal tax returns. So in other words, if some high income earner, quote unquote, who earns let's say a million dollars in New York City, normally they'd be able to deduct the really high taxes they're paying to the state of New York, and then they would pay their federal taxes based on the amount that was adjusted after having paid the state uh, taxes. Now, I might not be saying that right, so those of you who happen to be CPAs and accountants, give me a little bit of you know leeway here. But the, what the new tax plan does is it removes that. So in other words, they'll be paying their federal taxes based on their gross earnings, not their net earnings after paying state taxes. So what that means basically is all the states that have, especially the states that have high taxes, those people are actually getting to get a, essentially an increase in taxes. So Rob did the math on this, and he wrote an interesting article about it. And he showed that, in essence, if you move to Greenwich, Connecticut, you know, of all places, that you're, and which is a normal move for a lot of folks in New York, they, you know, move out of the, the city environment, want to move to beautiful Greenwich, Connecticut, and you know, it is what it is. And and uh, so anyway, they'll save six percent on their tax returns on average if they move out of New York City. So you have to understand in your marketplace that the implications of this tax law don't. There's a lot of red herring uh, articles that are being written about. Um, you know the effect of the uh, uh, the interest write-off and all those types of things. Those are being written mostly by people that are associated with selling real estate. Guys, I'm not sure I have ever, when Julie and I were selling real estate, I cannot think of a single house we ever sold uh, because someone got a tax write-off. I mean, I suppose that some of you guys will have experiences that are counter to what I just said, but I'm not really sure how much that actually matters to most people because it's really not that much at the end of the day. But that's what our industry wants to talk about. But the real story, how you can make money, is understanding the real ramifications of some of these tax changes are happening. And we've been writing about that over at TimAndJulieHarris.com. So make sure you guys do not forget to pop over to the site. So, Julie, what is today's topic? Today's topic, we are jumping into one of our uh, most popular series, Napoleon Hill's 17 Fundamental Principles of the Law of Success kind of ties into our Harris rules because there's a lot of similarity here. But, you know, I do pull out Napoleon Hill from time to time because he's such a popular motivator even to this day, even though his writings have gotten to be, you know, not exactly modern because they are so effective. But a lot of agents don't quite know how to apply them and make them practical and applicable and tactical. The taking action part is what I like to drill down on so that they can really – implement this, especially fourth quarter where you, sometimes it's hard to, you're searching for what's going to be motivational to you. You're trying to keep your head right, keep your mindset in the right place. Napoleon's a really great go-to author for that. So I thought we would pull out at least some of these. Maybe we won't do all 17. Some of them apply more than others. But I, I have found that this is very helpful, especially in a time of year where, you know, you might be feeling pretty motivated, but you're the only one at your office. So sometimes you, you kind of check your own brain, right? <laughs> well, so let's, let's give him some reference. Uh, you guys, we did republish Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich a number of years ago from the public domain, a public domain version. Uh, and Julie added a lot of great real estate content, um, real practical ways you can apply the information. If you guys want a free copy of that book, all you've got to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And by simply requesting a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, which takes about two seconds, you're going to be given that book and four other books, one of which is the Real Estate Treasure Map. If you've not yet started or yet alone completed your 2018 business plan, dum -da -dum, <laughs> you better get on it. And we've already done all the heavy lifting 
interrupting for you. So just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. I think there's five or six different books you get for free just by requesting a free coaching call. And our new member coaches, by the way, what they're going to focus on on your coaching call is uh, hammering out your 2018 lead generation business plan. So make sure you guys take advantage of that right away. And then, like I said, like Julie's uh, presenting today, the entire Think and Grow Rich in the original format uh, is available for you for free, and you know, the book is available on Amazon too. You can spend twenty bucks on it, or we'll just give it to you, and uh, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, what got you on this topic? Why do you think this was good for this time of year? Well, I think that Napoleon is the quintessential uh, thinker on this. Like, what are the bits and pieces that you need to embrace your job, right? What's your job? You know, your product is profit, but your job is helping people with real estate in order to get there. And that sounds simple enough, but then you, you factor in the, that there are more than 40 people per transaction, and it's really easy to follow those distractions and, and really get off course. I think he's a good business compass to keep your head screwed on straight. He's got a lot of great thoughts that you can absolutely implement they're so practical even today like look at point number one definiteness of purpose well for us with Harris rules that translates to having a business plan so he wrote that you've got to develop a definiteness of purpose something like goals in five areas of life perhaps success and progress towards achieving your goals in life begins with knowing where you're going any dominating idea, plan, or purpose held in your conscious mind through repeated effort and emotionalized by a burning desire for its realization is taken over then by your subconscious and acted upon through whatever natural and logical means may be available. So what's the practical applicable part? Well, he's talking about actually stating what is your plan, what are the goals, what's the practical part? Your wipe-off boards. If you haven't got that slated out and you know that you've got 10 active listings you've got to have at all times and you've got slots 1 through 10 right in front of you, that's definiteness of purpose. That's not winging it and hoping the real estate gods rain leads on you every day. That's not a plan. Napoleon wouldn't be down with that. He says your mental attitude gives power to everything that you do. If your attitude is positive, your actions and thoughts further your ends. If your attitude is negative, you're constantly undermining your own efforts. The starting point of all human achievement is the development of a definite major purpose. Without a definite major purpose, you are as helpless as a ship without a compass. So if that doesn't inspire you to get your treasure map done, I don't know what will. I'm trying to well, know, modernize his thoughts. How about focus, thought. right? Go ahead. I mean, yeah. in essence, right, the modern version of what he's saying is focus, follow one course until successful. Um, and that means that you guys really – real estate is the easiest business to, be, to earn, frankly, millions of dollars doing. It's the easiest business to succeed at. It's the easiest business – one of the easiest business – it is the easiest business, actually, that I've ever come across uh, that you, you know, has very low barriers to entry that you can make as much money as you can. But it does require – Focus. It does require following one course until successful. Why do so many agents fail? Why do so many small business owners fail at starting their small business? It's very simple. They don't have one course. They don't follow one course until successful. And a lot of times, and agents do this as well, what they do is they try to. Be, they think being creative is part of what's required to be successful. And you all have to remember this: that when your uh, goal is to help people make money, your part of your job description is not being creative. 
not following your passion, not doing all these other sort of nice, feel-good platitudes that basically have derailed so many people for so many years from actually achieving success. Financial success, personal success comes from helping others and doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. So here's the thought for all of you. When you're trying to find your way forward, when you're trying to become successful financially, you need to follow the path that someone else has basically forged for you. Those of you who basically try to make a patchwork quilt out of your real estate business or any business in general, you are going to fail most times. And like 99% chance you're not going to succeed. You go and take a little from this. You take a little from that. You try to make your own pre-listing pack. You think, oh, well, Tim and Julie's pre-listing pack. I like it. Yes, I know they say it's been proven to work in every market and every price range and every market condition. But you know what? I'm going to be creative. I'm going to change this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the other thing. Why? Seriously, why are you doing that? Why do you change anything? Why don't you just do it exactly the way we tell you to do it? Because we know it works and because you know it works too because you've seen literally thousands of other agents say that it works. So why would you change it? That has nothing to do with helping people making money. That has to do with you basically trying to be creative or to express yourself. Or maybe your ego says that somehow miraculously, even though you've never sold before, don't have any real experience selling and building a business, that somehow you have some sort of you know, genetic uh, you know, something going along that makes it so that you can see things other people can't, like some superpower. I don't know what's going on in your head, people. <laughs> no, it's creative avoidance. That's what it is. It's all of the things I you just so. said. Boil down to creative avoidance because let's be honest, it's a lot more fun to be creative and tweak and mess yes. with than it is to, you know, go on a real listing appointment, which is kind and of get scary really sometimes. Good at something. Yeah, yeah, but get really good at something. Get really and look, if you have to choose one thing to be good at, it's not being good at your branding. It's not being good at your anything other than being a listing agent. You only have a limited amount of useful time during the day. You only have a limited amount of uh, energy during the day. And you know what, guys? Life is barely long enough to get good at one thing, so choose very carefully what you choose to get good at. Matthew McConaughey said that, by the way. So here's what our suggestion, our humble suggestion is to you. Become a kick-ass listing agent. Put all your best energies not towards your branding and your technology and your websites and your postcards and all your other stuff. Put all your best energies towards learning how to be a masterful listing agent. Because on the other side of that is the financial freedom that all of you truly want. Do not exchange uh, fame or your perception of fame in your office or your brokerage or people giving you that a boy or that a girls or awards or all that other sort of you know emotional ego stuff. Do not exchange that for profit because you're never going to make any – you're never going to move your financial world forward if you do that. Julia, I'm, I'm going to go down a little path here. So I was okay. reading the other day that most new people that are getting into uh, – that are the basically celebrity types, actors, um, you know, people recording music, uh, even mm -hmm. authors, all these folks that are getting into the business, any kind of business where they're, where they're selling their product is something that came from you know, an art, okay? Virtually none of those people are making any money anymore because they sign these types of contracts that are positioned, that are sold to them, that the, uh, you know, the managers, the producers, their business managers, their, their whatever, they get essentially a piece of everything that they're involved in. 
And that means that most of these folks that are that are you know that because you think they're famous, they're on the news, they're on the covers of magazines. You automatically assume that because they're famous they have money. Well, guys, it doesn't take too long to figure out that most famous people have no money or are basically six months away from basically being broke. You see those stories all the time. Well, how does that happen? It happens in real estate as well because what happens is is that they get seduced by fame. What happens is fame because it becomes their currency. Because no one's ever told them that you can't buy a house with fame. You can't buy groceries with fame. You can't buy groceries just because you got a you know, triple uh, gold platinum uh, award for having sold the most houses. You guys get the point? So you've got to be really careful and develop really strong filters when you're listening to information, you're consuming information. If the person presenting the information to you isn't explaining to you how what they're saying is going to lead to you making more profit, then what they're selling is bullshit. Because if they cannot increase your profit, your actual in-the-pocket profit, then what they're selling is literally bullshit. You should ignore it. You should walk away from it. Because there's so many things out there that are being sold to real estate agents to appeal to their desire to be famous. That's the zeitgeist in culture right now, and it certainly is in real estate. People want to walk around their offices, or they idolize the people on stages that said they sold 600 houses. Nobody ever raises their hand and say, by the way, how much net profit did you make? And you know what the real numbers are? We've talked about on this podcast before. Most brokerages make about 3% uh, before expense profit, and most agents, most teams make right around 10%. You know, You guys can do the math on that however you would like. But if you sell a million dollars, if you make a million dollars in commission as a team, that means on average the person who's got their face on the billboards, who everyone thinks is famous, incredibly wealthy, and successful, is probably making about a hundred to say a hundred and maybe fifty grand if they really, you know, struggled to carve out some extra profit. The same amount of money that they could have made if they just sold maybe two hundred to two hundred or earned two hundred to two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, they could have made the same amount of profit. You guys get the point? So when you idolize these big teams and all these people that are proponents of building these big teams, that stuff, I get it. I get the attraction. I understand why you're attracted to it. But if your North Star is making a profit, you have got to be focused on that and don't allow yourself to get distracted. That's the whole point of Napoleon Hill's first point. Point number two, my dear. <laughs> you got it. Well put. So point number two, mastermind alliance. Establish a mastermind alliance. This consists of two or more minds working actively together in perfect harmony towards a common definite objective. Through a mastermind alliance, you can appropriate and use the full strength of the experience, training, and knowledge of others just as if they were your own. No individual has ever achieved success without the help and cooperation of others. The value of, quote, gathering together those of a like mind is self-evident. A group of brains coordinated in a spirit of harmony will provide more thought energy than a single brain, just as a group of electric batteries will provide more energy than a single battery. Now, Napoleon makes a big point in all of his writings about this mastermind idea that it, number one, does not have, when you're forming your mastermind alliance, it does not have to be somebody from your own industry. It doesn't have to be with another agent or broker, although it could be. He also even says you can have a mastermind alliance with people who are not even around anymore by reading biographies, by reading historical biographies, um, you know, expanding that thought. I would caution people, this mastermind sometimes goes a little bit sideways when they don't properly pre-qualify who they're trying to mastermind with. 
right? This happens a lot with agents where they're kind of trying to follow somebody or mastermind with them, but they don't really know what they're about just yet. And that's why I think going out of the industry and also reading a lot and listening to a lot of audio books will really help on this. So don't feel like it's just got to be the person that sits next to you in your office. Does that make sense, Tim? Sure it does. And Napoleon talks about the fact uh, that you can have people in your mastermind that are basically imaginary. So you can read biographies on famous people. You can read biographies on people that basically were successful during horrible times in history, during, you know, everyone cites Lincoln or, you know, whoever it is that basically motivates you. And you can have almost have those people give you advice in your head when you're faced with a challenge. You can ask yourself, what would Lincoln say or what would Lincoln do? Maybe that's too profound for some of you. So maybe well, you guys want to make it more practical. Aren't we doing that with Napoleon right now? Aren't we kind of masterminding yeah. with Napoleon right now as, you know, exactly. what would he say about this? So, you know, aren't they, Julie, aren't the – Aren't the 100,000, I haven't even checked the numbers today, aren't the 100,000 regular listeners masterminding with us right now? Isn't that yes. what's actually happening as so. how the show is? Yeah. yeah. The reason we I mean, so there you go, guys. You, you can tap into the uh, thinking of another person or another group of people through books and podcasts and things like that. 101,930 people, by the way. That's the number as go. of today. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> That's a nice mastermind. <laughs> go ahead, Julie. <laughs> So point number three, he talked about applied faith. Napoleon said, use applied faith. Faith is the awareness of, belief in, and harmonizing with the universal powers. Faith is a state of mind which must be active, not passive, to be useful in achieving lasting success. Close the door to fear behind you, and you will quickly see the door of faith open before you. Fear is nothing more than a state of mind which is subject to your own direction and control. Faith will not bring you what you desire, but it will show you the way to go after it for yourself. So I think that's pretty critical in what we do and keeping that door open. He talks about, you know, leaving that fear of failure behind. And I do find that our maybe more spiritual clients have that as a guiding factor where it keeps them positive even in the light of crazy real estate deals or the random kind of wackadoodle client. I I do think that having that faith in front of you really makes a huge difference. Because, you know, if we're being honest, there are some days where you kind of question your own sanity in this business, occasionally. So right? let's, But, Julie, you and I have done many podcasts on fear. And you guys need to go to timandjulieharris.com, go to Stitcher, go to iTunes. Our show is syndicated on, I think, about 10 different uh, platforms now. Search out those shows we've done on fear because there's two kinds of fear. There's really – and we break it down as you know plainly as we can – there's psychological fear, then there's real fear. Most of what you experience in life that you would label as fear is psychological fear. It, psychological fear is really ego fear. I'll briefly explain. So real fear is when you basically are, uh, you know, a, a ancestral human being, and you're being chased by something that's going to eat you. Okay, that's real fear. Okay, you guys get the point. When you basically are your your amygdala that's creating the fear flight or fight uh, fight response, it's firing off all these you know panicky things. That's real fear, and that comes from you know that's basically something that's hardwired in all of our bodies to keep us alive. I think everyone can easily understand that. Now. The psychological fear is the fear that most of you guys fear, uh, feel in your real estate businesses that prevents you from actually moving forward with your businesses, making a call, knocking on a door, uh, you know, telling a seller to reduce their price. And I'll tell you the other thing, a lot of you guys are basically need to develop a strong
stronger backbone for is when all these yahoos call you trying to get you to buy leads and you have and they sell you out of fear of scarcity they say if you don't buy this lead your neighbor or your competitor rather is going to buy it and you're going to be screwed right isn't that how they're selling you leads and you you basically are you know like a, mas, a pavlovian dog basically the bell rings and you start to slobber if you guys remember your psychology 101 class right exactly so you get so you guys are they know that they can get you to react out of fear so there's real fear and then there's psychological fear or ego fear as we label it if you recognize that the ego fear is voluntary in other words uh, the way you react to the fear of picking up the phone, for example, that is your choice versus, say, real fear where you know the T-Rex is trying to gobble you and your family. That's not your choice. That's a different kind of fear. That would be an appropriate reaction to something. But here's the interesting thing that happens chemically, and a lot of you guys have heard this before, is the way it feels internally is the same. So the the T-Rex trying to eat you or the saber-toothed tiger or the, you know, whatever that's actually threatening you, that uh, response in your brain is the same as you fear, uh, feel if you're thinking about calling it for sale by owner or doing something in your real estate practice that, you know, causes you to feel fear. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen if this, that, the other thing, I'm not prepared, blah, 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 blah. all these crazy thoughts that starts bouncing around, those are literally coming from the same place or it feels the same as real fear. Those of you who actually have experienced real fear, our veterans who are, uh, of which we are blessed to have so many of as coaching clients and listeners, you guys will know uh, what I'm talking about more than virtually all the rest of us, because most people don't really experience any events, maybe two or three or four events in their entire lives that are really truly uh, something where their fear, uh, the fight or flight thing is actually appropriate. Most of the other things we experience in life are psychological fears. Do you guys understand what I'm saying here? And the psychological fears are in your head. There are things that you can control. Feeling a certain way to a, a where you start to feel the fear thing, and there's nothing that's threatening to eat you. That is a psychological fear, and here's where you guys can uh, turn that around. Accept the fact that feeling the psychological fear is your choice. You can actually choose not to feel that way anymore, if if you want to. If you actually, and we talk about this extensively on this podcast, and we talk about this extensively in Premier Coaching. You know, if you literally, truly want to turn your life around and you want to start doing the things you don't want to do and you don't want to do them at the highest level, and you're acknowledging the fact that one of the greatest things that's holding you back is this omnipresent feeling of fear, I am telling you right now with 1,000% certainty that you can stop that feeling because it is literally your choice to feel that way. And you can choose not to feel that way. You just need the tools to know how to recognize it, then to basically kind of internally uh, confront it, and then you can start re refunneling that energy towards something else. It is a learned, conditioned response that many people don't realize they have control over. But once you do realize you have control over that fear response, that's you know just psychological ego based. It is liberating. Julie, next point. I think you have time for one more. I do, and that is number four: going the extra mile. Napoleon wrote, "To go the extra mile, strength and struggle go hand in hand. Render more and better service than you're paid for, and sooner or later you will receive compound interest from your investment. The end of the rainbow is at the end of the second mile. The quality of the service rendered plus the quantity of service rendered plus the mental attitude in which it's rendered." equals your compensation. The more you give, the more you get. And 
last time I read that, uh, you know, last night pre- preparing for the show, I had this flash of a premier coaching call where, you know, we're talking about go above and beyond, go the extra mile. It, somebody said, well, nobody in my market even makes home brochures anymore. What, do I really have huh. to do that? <laughs> I thought my head was going to explode, right? I'm like, well, that's exactly why you want to stand out. And in this case, going the extra mile really isn't that hard. Do a professional home brochure. You know, don't you think that's what the sellers expect? I, it reminded me of even during the recession where the, some of the REO agents got so lazy they weren't even using real estate signs anymore. I mean, come on, people, yeah. right? So what is up yeah. with that? It, it's sad that going the extra mile is sometimes such a low bar because I think it's more fun to shine when you are going the extra mile. But, hey, if you're the only one in your market doing real home brochures, be the one that does it, right? Be the one that's that what stands out different and better. That's right. That's what you call a USP, guys. If you're the one, only one that's doing something, that's called a unique selling proposition. It makes you special. It's, it's like that's an ancient you know, advertising, marketing, you know, USP. It's been around forever. Roster Reeves, I think. Anyway, so the moral of the story is, guys, look, it's up to you where you, where you go with this information. We're going to give you some more points tomorrow. Uh, do get the book, Think and Grow Rich. Go ahead and download that for free. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Guys, listen, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to email me directly, as a lot of you do, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. It is our pleasure and it's truly our honor to be the coaches to thousands of you. It really means the world to us that the information that we gathered over the years uh, for basically our use is now being used by, I don't even know how many agents, Julie, it's hard to know, you know, hundreds of thousands at least. I don't even say millions, but it's probably more than hundreds of thousands. And to to know that we're having a positive impact on your lives and uh, helping you guys figure out the real purpose of being in this business or any business is, by the way, to make a profit. Unless you're running a nonprofit, that is your point, guys. You're running a business to make a profit. And helping to clarify and, I think, simplify the path to accomplishing that goal. Uh, And and really, it makes me feel good knowing that so many of you are not so confused to the point where you don't realize that that is the point of your, you know, being in business, to be of service to other folks and to actually make a profit. And with that profit, guys, we're going to show you how to reinvest that money so you can get rich. And the very definition of rich is not complicated. It's very simple. It's where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. It's Chapter 17 in our book, Harris Rules. And uh, as always, guys, thank you for making Harris Rules the number one international bestseller that it is. If you've not purchased that book, just go over to Amazon. Some people are actually asking me if we're going to give the book away. We will never give Harris Rules away. You will always have to buy it. It will always be on Amazon.com. And our goal is to basically make this the number one bestselling real estate book of all time, which it is on its way to doing, which is pretty amazing. If you need us for anything, you've got our emails. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic Fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.